You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. Hello, and welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Poulos, and today we have something new for you with a special tri-captain conversation coming from Roger Williams University. Tara Chikowski, Ellie Fleming, and Sydney Provencial are the captains for the softball team at RWU and came on the show for a great episode. They've been working with our very own founder, Ben Smith, over the past year to kickstart their leadership development and that of their entire program. The three young women have a great perspective and are in the unique position of being the first captains in their program's recent history. We discuss the importance of leading by example, always keeping in mind that leadership and being a captain is a service for your team first and foremost, and how to build better relationships on and off the field. I hope you all enjoy the conversation today and keep on tuning in to the Captain's Coach Podcast. But just to start off, if one of you wants to take the lead and talk about some of the things that you do as a team or, or as a program that you think really systematically builds leaders or, or promotes. Yeah, so last year, um, Coach came to us with the idea of talking to Ben, and we, we did it as a leadership council. So we had two people from each class. And we would talk to Ben like once a week uh, and just learn about like different leadership skills and styles and what leadership and being a captain is truly is. Um, And that, I mean, we learned a lot from that. Me and Ellie were both a part of that last year. And now this year we, she chose captain. She chose a, a couple of people that went through that. So just being able to learn from Ben, that was something that, um, has really helped us pick be captains on this team. And I also think it's great that we have not just upperclassmen learning these leadership skills, but freshmen and sophomores as well. Yeah, I think that's a huge piece. The leadership councils has been something that's that's definitely been a theme and, and a recurring topic that comes up on, on the Captain's Coach podcast. It, it's something that I think a lot of coaches have done really well. And like, it, it really is a a good way of getting the younger players in your program on board from the start. So it's not just when they're picked to be captains their senior year that they have to start from scratch. And and for your specific leadership councils that you did last year and into, into this year, maybe uh, were, were those two people per class, was that something that your coach picked or was that voted on by each class? So last year we each voted for, a player from each class to join the leadership council, two players. Okay, awesome. So it was a team vote. And then this year with the captains, was that a was that a team vote or again was that your um was that your coach picking? No, it wasn't the team picking. It was the three coaches all choosing. Okay. And do you think that, that went well? Did the team receive that well? Yeah, for the most part. 
for the most part, people, I mean, I think it, it's also the fact that we got to learn about leadership last year. So we're not acting like the captains that you think about, like telling everybody what to do and bossing people around. Um, so everyone's been really open to like the three of us. Awesome. Yeah. I think that is, it, it, that's a big piece. And I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong answer when it comes to how coaches and teams select their captains for you guys specifically. I know you mentioned before we started, uh, before we started recording that this is the first time your team has had captains and specifically for your teammates, maybe not knowing what they should expect out of a captain and your coach maybe having a better idea of, of how she wants the leadership on the team to develop going forward. She can pick and choose from those that were exposed to it last year, um, how they would uh, better fill that role this season. What were some of the, the biggest lessons or I guess uh, maybe some, some skills or actions that you look forward to putting into place this year that you learned from, from Ben or, or from your coach in the past? I think a big thing that I'm excited to have, um, especially from the, like the three of us is good people to look up to in the past. We haven't always necessarily had the, the, uh, because we never had captains, it was always like the seniors you'd look up to. Mm -hmm. And they weren't always necessarily the best, like leaders by example. Mm -hmm. And um, like something that Ben always told us is uh, like important for leaders to lead by example, to act how they preach and other people will want to follow you if they respect you. Uh, so I think that's one thing that I'm excited for that the three of us get to do is to just be good examples for everyone else to, mm -hmm. to learn off of and, and act, you know, kind of the way we do. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think sometimes when you don't have that example as an underclassman and then, or maybe you've had poor examples of it in the past, when you take over and, and jump into that leadership role, sometimes you don't understand that inherently you are the, the role model and, the, and really the bar of character and the bar of hard work and the and the bar of of effort for everyone else on your team and i think having someone like your coach and and definitely someone from the outside someone like ben this is a great plug for our uh for our for our program but uh someone like him that can come from the outside and, and really put into perspective how much the rest of your team looks up to you as a leader and looks to you to be to be that example and, and obviously you have the, the leadership council and you had those workshops with Ben. Were there any other things or are there any other things that kind of goes on behind the scenes or, or off the field that you feel really promote leadership development or, or any sort of team cohesion in your program? We also, aside from talking to Ben, we also have, well, when coaches here, we have um, weekly captain's meetings. So we talk about just things that we can do better that coaches notice or just how we can improve as leaders. And also when it comes to like a time frame, like I know like in the summer, no one's really thinking about spring softball season, but every two weeks we are on the phone with coach for like at least an hour and a half, just talking about and keeping her updated on everyone over the summer. So I think that kind of is definitely behind the scenes. 
Yeah, that's awesome. The, the constant communication is such a piece that goes undervalued, I think, between captains and coaches. And, and those weekly meetings are definitely something that, that's huge. I know in college, our coach met with our captains at least once a week, and that wasn't something that the team was really aware of, but it was just something that, one, it was stuff they needed to work on or maybe the team needed to work on. And then, like you were just saying, was also kind of a a uh, gauge check, temperature check for a coach to kind of get a feeling of what was going on with the team or or individuals on the team. What are some things that you guys talk about at those weekly meetings other than maybe some, whether that be individual stuff that you as captains need to work on or or stuff overall that the, that the team needs to work on? What are some things there or topics of discussion that usually come up? Especially during fall ball, coach would ask us, um, like just how we thought, because one of our main things that we're working on this year is a big culture change. So she, uh, you know, a coach can only see so much. Mm-hmm. He asked us a lot about how we thought people were accepting the culture change and change, and also how she thought uh, we thought people were accepting captains, and if um, people were still a good. We had a long uh, like tryout phase this year, and if we thought people were willing to accept the culture, if they were a good fit, she uh, really valued our opinions on a lot of like the team choosing this year. And I know we also spend a lot of time now that we're out of season because we have like captains practices three times a week. Coach really helped us with putting together like practice plans, and we have a huge binder with all these workouts that we found from past years so I think she definitely we talk about that too that's awesome that she has that faith in in you guys to be that temperature check and also to give you that responsibility with with helping her put together practices whether or not she's going to be there and, and putting together those those workouts how much say did you guys have or do you have currently with those captain's practices in terms of what drills you're running uh, what your focus is how much input do do you guys have in that and how much of it is actually implemented so we run the entire practice because coach isn't allowed to Mm -hmm. interfere with anything until um january when we get back from winter break so we come up with all the um drills that we do the conditioning the lift and we also have help from the other upperclassmen we all we try to incorporate them too and get their ideas and then we also, like Coach, gave us a whole binder of all the past workouts that we do at practice just to give us uh, ideas of what we, we can do at practice. Awesome. Yeah, and it, it, sometimes coaches get really nervous when they give up that much control, especially over practice. And, and when they're not there, you know, they can kind of go into a freak-out mode and get all hell, hell is breaking loose. But for you guys, it sounds like your coach, again, has, has put a lot of faith in you all and a lot of trust in you all in handling practice. Obviously, she can't be there, but it sounds like she's pretty comfortable with where you guys are in terms of a group to make sure that practice is being run at, at an effective rate. It sounds like you guys really love your coach in terms of what she's doing with leadership development. And, you know, implementing the captains this year and bringing Ben on and giving you guys some some outside perspective and development. Is there anything else that you really appreciate that she does in terms of developing leaders on the team 
or anything that she has done to personally mentor or develop you as a captain? I think like one of the best things about our coach is that she's such a personable person and she genuinely cares. Um, so that makes us trust her even more. Like knowing that like when we first found out that she was going to have captains this year, I remember I was like, oh my gosh, that scares me. We've never had them before. How's it going to work out? How are people going to take this? And just listening to coach being passionate about it and saying like, this is the right decision. Um, and how much she cares. She would never do something like that. That would jeopardize the team or jeopardize <laughs> any individual. So I think just like trusting her and knowing that what she's doing will be the best for the team has been extremely beneficial. I also think just going along with that, like you always know, like coach has your back no matter what. And I think, especially like going along like with Tara, like when you heard you're a captain, like I also was scared and it's just hearing her reassurance. She always tells us like after our captain's meeting, she's like, you guys are doing a great job. Like I really appreciate the work you're putting into this. Like it's just like nice to hear from her that she really does trust us. Yeah, that's great. And I think sometimes coaches need to realize just because someone's been elected as captain or they choose those people as captains, that doesn't mean the person's necessarily ready for it full board day one. And like you guys said, especially in a program where the leadership hasn't been an emphasis in the past and you haven't had captains or, or good role models on what they're supposed to be, it can be somewhat daunting. It can be scary to realize you have that much responsibility on your hands. And for her to be that reassurance, and like you said, Tara, just knowing that she cares about you on a, on a personal individual level just makes you have that much trust in her. And I'm sure that her attitude toward you all is definitely something that you're aiming to reflect back on the rest of your teammates and, and hope to garner the same trust in them that you have in your coach by kind of treating them in the same way that your coach treats you. And then, you know, and you guys have been captains just for the fall season and this is the, the first time so far, but what has been your, your favorite part about being a captain or, you know, what, what's something that you really look forward to about being a captain in the spring maybe? I say this like a lot, like I was telling this to coach. Um, I think one thing that I'm excited for is to just be someone that someone looks to like that. I don't want to say the word looks up to, but someone that people can turn to and know that comfortable with. Yeah. That they're comfortable with and that they can talk to and that like, if they don't understand something about in a game, a play or something, they can feel comfortable enough to like come to us. Right. Yeah. Or even like knowing that they look to me to how to, how to act or how to practice or how to work hard. Like, I think just being like a role model is something I'm really excited for. I also think it kind of goes back to like the last few years, we haven't really had those people that we were very comfortable with, like going to for advice or going to just to talk about something. So I think it's really exciting that we get to be those kind of people. Yeah, we've been really trying hard this, just even in the fall, like to be there for people if they're having issues. So even on and off the field, I'm excited for the spring to make those connections. 
and also like this year we've been developing more relationships with people outside mm-hmm. of softball. Mm-hmm. Like we are including people in plans and talking to them. It's, mm-hmm. it's more, it's almost like there's more friendships outside of softball than just in softball. And that's important uh, in any team, in any group. Yeah, that's great. And, and I'm going to come right back to that point, Tara, but I just want to highlight, you know, all three of you saying the same thing about really being a, a beacon, so to speak, to the rest of your teammates. And it reflects one of the tenets of leadership that we preach in the captain's coach, that, that leadership is a service. It's not something you do for yourself to put yourself on a pedestal or enhance your own play or, or enhance how you look to the world. It's a responsibility that you take on for those that you lead. And I, it's, it's awesome to hear that's how you guys see yourselves for your teammates, to be that, that sense of an older sibling or, or you know, you're, you're someone else that can watch over kind of a guardian angel and, and be something that you wish you had when you were an underclassman. And I think that's a great mindset to have is almost that, or not almost, but it is that, that sense of being the leader that you would want to have as a follower. And I think you all have, have really embraced that mindset. And it's pretty cool to hear that you all kind of echoed the same sentiment there. But going back to, to what you just said about the friendships developing outside of and away from softball, is that something that is that you guys have created with other teams, other athletes, or are you just saying, in general, just in your own personal lives, that's something that's developed? Um, pretty much just we wanted to make connections outside of softball with our team so we could be closer as a team. We haven't really befriended anyone else, like other softball teams, is that what you mean? Or like other teams at Roger Williams? Yeah, other teams around Roger Williams. You you had mentioned you you said that you felt like you had bad relationships outside of of softball. Are you saying with your teammates just away from softball? I think more just that this year we've had more like open and and fun relationships like within the team, but not in a team setting. Like outside right. of softball, when we're away from the field, when we're not in practice, when we see each other in study hall or, or around campus, we'll eat lunch, like just um, like being friends with each other on the field and off the field is something that's, I think we've done a really good job at this year, especially with the freshmen and, and in talking to them and in, including them in everything. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge piece of, of any, any culture and any team. And, and again, it's awesome to, to hear that again, it sounds like you all are, are in agreement. And whether or not that was a, a conscious decision or a conscious objective that you all had, it, it's definitely one that every team should have. And, and even in the, in the corporate world or, or in the military, your teammates or your coworkers, it, it makes the overall performance of your organization or your team that much better when you actually get along with those people on your team and you, and you want to hang out with them away from the field and, and away from the locker room. And that's huge. And it, and it goes back to what we were talking about before with 
genuinely caring about people on an individual level. And when they see that you don't just care about their play and that you actually care about their personality, how they're doing in school, how they're doing with their family, the, the more willing they are to open up to you about that stuff. And then the more often you'll have those conversations and the more likely it is you'll take those conversations and those relationships away from the field. And that just makes your bond on the field and, and during competition that much stronger for sure. Are there any uh, like changes or, or action steps that you're really looking forward to taking this year in the spring? I know we talked a lot about being, being a role model, but is there anything that you guys are looking forward to implementing as captains once the, the spring comes around? Um, pretty much just during games, like making sure everyone's focused on the game. There's no like side conversations or no one's like, focusing on something else like outside of softball and pretty much just I'm looking forward to being able to motivate people throughout the whole game. I also think going along with that like in our fall ball we get one day of competition and we play a triple header and what's it said we did such a great job of staying focused so I'm excited to see where that carries on into the regular season. Yeah, that's great really setting the tone on the day of competition and, and like you said maintaining that focus. Is there anything you guys did specifically to, to do that during your, your fall ball triple header um, to, to really set that tone? Was that like a speech somebody gave before or is that just constant little conversations, you know, a couple words here and there to individuals? What, was, what were some things that you found effective in accomplishing that? So the first game that we actually played that day, um, we played our rival Salve. And our coach put, we have nine freshmen, so our coach used all the freshmen. So I think by her using all the freshmen and all of the upperclassmen and sophomores were all on the bench, we were constantly cheering, constantly like trying to motivate them as they were playing. And I think that set the tone for the rest of the day and for the rest of the two games that we had. So I think that was a big factor. Yeah, that's awesome. Sometimes. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. And then also... I think it's a tone that we kind of set off all ball, mm -hmm. even in, in practices, like before, way before we played the games. Um, we just set a tone of staying focused at practice for the two and a half hours that we were there. We were focused. It, it was, we had to do it. It wasn't, there was no option to be distracted or to start talking about outside things. I think just like being motivated to be there and wanting to be there and give it your all was a tone that we set from the beginning that even followed us into the play date. I also think which helps is that it's just the individuals on the team this year are so ready to be motivated and be in the game. It's not like you're trying to fight somebody who doesn't want to be there, doesn't want to be motivated. So I think the whole team helps that going along with our setting the tone. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Um, you know, your guys first piece about the freshmen playing and, and getting them a chance and it really does, it fires up upperclassmen to see the younger players get a shot at it. And when they do well, it, it, it's awesome. You've never seen a sideline erupt. Um, like when a, a younger player gets in a game and, and makes a big play and the upperclassmen just go bananas. So that's awesome. And I'm sure that's at the tone. And, and then, like you said, with the, I really like the piece about you don't 
you never felt like you had to police up anybody and you weren't focused on making sure someone wasn't dragging or you didn't have to, you know, tell someone to pick it up or, or worry about anyone. And I think when as captains, I think this goes back to you guys for sure is when you all set the tone that sets the tone for the rest of your class. And when the rest of your class is on board and it just trickles down to the youngest people or, or the next people down and nobody wants to be the only person who's not focused. Nobody wants to be the one person who's not giving their best effort because especially in college sports, if you're at that level, everyone is competitive to the point where if no one else is taking a break, there's no excuse for them to take a break. And I think that definitely starts with leadership. And again, going back to one of the tenets of leadership at the captain's coach, everything rises and falls with leadership. So the more focused and the more you all set the tone as captains, I think it, it has shown in that example for sure that it really brought the rest of the team up to your level uh, of focus throughout the fall. And then it just came right back into that day. So I think that's big. Do you guys have any concerns or or worries or is there anything you think will be a challenge as a captain moving forward this year? I think one, like when we talked to Ben, one thing that the three of us were afraid about was having to deal with conflict. So we haven't, we haven't really had anything big that we had to deal with um, so far. But obviously, once you get in season, everyone's tired. Everyone's, you know, you've got so much going on. There's a lot of pressure. Not pressure, but... Emotions. Yeah, emotions. And maybe, like, something that we're a little bit... We're prepared, but not excited to have to do is deal with any conflict if something happens. Yeah, for sure. And, and no leader ever wants conflict nobody ever is embracing an actual conflict you know sometimes it's good to have a little chaos to kind of bring a different energy and and bring you know different ideas and thoughts to kind of combat that chaos but when it comes to actual conflict you know sometimes you can get stronger coming out of it but before that happens you don't know whether or not it's gonna it's gonna hurt you in the long run so I think that's definitely a legitimate concern and it sounds like you've been lucky enough so far in, in mitigating things like that and and I'm sure you all are, are more prepared than you than you give yourself credit but you know that that um, like you said any sort of team setting and and college and high school sports you're gonna have personality clashes and, and emotional conflict what specifically do you guys anticipate being uh, a point of conflict or, or are there any specific issues that you think will come up that you're, that you're unsure of how to handle it? So just a conflict that we've like had problems with before and I wouldn't be surprised if we had to deal with it again, but um drinking or going out before a game or a practice during the season we have a rule which I'm sure a lot of other teams do too um you can't go out or drink 24 hours before a practice or 48 hours before a game so that's just something we've had to deal with before it's just kind of we have to trust that people will not be engaging in those 
mm-hmm. actions, but um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a big one, and I think all college teams at one point or another um, have have to come to terms with with what that is. And it, it was always a I wouldn't say it was always an issue, but it definitely was something that was always addressed addressed on my team in college as well. Was we had a forty eight hour rule, you know, no no drinking forty eight hours. Um, and 24 hours, you know, we had the same kind of thing and it does, it is a lot of trust. And, you know, one of my previous guests, we talked a lot about the balance between empathy and accountability. And that is a huge challenge for a leader because again, like you guys pointed to earlier, you have built up more of a friendship with a lot of your teammates this year away from away from the field. And when someone kind of violates one of those rules, you have to find a way to hold them accountable, but not do it to the point where they throw it back in your face and they become an issue down the line. And nine times out of 10, that person's not going to be someone who is just going out of their way to make an issue. Um, You know, sometimes you're going to run into players and teammates that are just going to be an issue all the time, no matter how good of a leader you are, they're just not going to be in it. But for you all, it sounds like you have a good culture and, and it's just a matter of dealing with it on an individual basis of, okay, you know, we've all agreed to this rule now and we've agreed to, if you violate this rule now, don't be surprised if we come down on you a little bit because you violated a, a, a team rule that we have in place for a reason and everyone understands what those reasons are. So I think, you know, if you go about it the, the right way, I don't think you guys will have any problems. And I think you anticipating it and already thinking about those issues now is going to serve you in the long run for sure. And I know you guys already said you didn't have, you haven't had a whole lot of conflict on, on the team or, or any crisis. And it sounds like you guys have a great, uh, a great perspective on how you handle that moving forward. But is there any other advice you guys would give? And I'll, I'll ask, let all three of you answer this one. Any advice you would give fellow captains out there today or, or anyone aspiring to develop their leadership skills? I would just say, like Tara's been saying this entire time, you just need to lead by example and be have the characteristics that a coach is looking for, be coachable be motivated throughout the game, cheer on everyone, and just play all out, and you'll have the good characteristics to be a captain. I also think, like, especially on our team, you don't have to be a captain to be a leader. So even just exhibiting those leadership qualities is so beneficial for any team that you're on. And even if you're an underclassman, just being a leadership maybe that like that'll make you a, that that'll make you a captain one day if you if you're a leader and you're a freshman like mm-hmm. people are going to notice it and people are going to you know respect that from you and i think like going off of what Sid said like you don't have to be the person that like tells people what to do or you don't have to organize everything like as long as you lead by example and you do what the coaches want that's all you really need to do yeah yeah i like all, all three of those answers definitely being an example is is probably the number one aspect of being a leader because it doesn't matter how good your decision making is how accountable you can hold people 
how well you can organize. If you're not doing the things that you're expecting the rest of your team or your followers to do, no one is going to follow you. You have, you have no respect from your teammates. And what Tara was saying about being uh, a leader, even though you're not in a leadership position is huge. Cause I think sometimes some players out there or, or some leaders out there on sports teams, if they're not a captain because they're an underclassman or, or for any other number of reasons, that doesn't mean they can't be a leader. As a freshman, you can be the leader of the freshman class. Like you said, your leadership councils, you had somebody from each class, two people from each class, and those people were voted on. So they, you obviously are seen as a leader within your class, if nothing else, within the entire team. and the captains on your team, you guys all probably recognize the leaders in all the classes below you. And it's never too early to practice those traits. So if you're a freshman or, or sophomore, or even a junior on a team, and you want to be a captain in the next two, three years or the next year, look at your captains. If they're, if they're doing a good job, if they're people you respect and do what they're doing now, don't wait until you're in that position. You know, there's, there's leading by, um, the position you're in and, and through authority and there's leadership that's inherent and you can, you can have the leadership that's inherent without, without that position of authority. So I think that's good advice for, for, for anyone out there. Start with leading by example and, and don't be afraid to, to be in that position, even if you aren't uh, elected or anything like that. Going to the more conceptual side of things, I'm going to ask all three of you this again and, and expect different answers because I usually do. What is your definition of leadership? Oh, I think I we have a collective definition. Okay, I'll take, I'll take a collective definition. Oh. Okay, but you all have to give me your own spin on it. Okay, well, ours, every time we talk to Ben, we pretty much say, like, it's a service, too, like you guys say. Like, you're just basically leading the way for everyone else to be successful. And, yeah, go on. <laughs> Sid just covered the whole thing. <laughs> like, how do I spin that? <laughs> I was going to say, do what you're so supposed to be doing all the time, and that's another way that you can lead by example. <laughs> oh, man. Um... I think another thing, oh, great, I was going to say doing what you're supposed to be doing all the time, but that's just what Ellie said. Um, maybe when you know no one's watching, doing the right thing and doing yeah. it for the benefit of your team. Right, and I think that's an important part to add on to the end of that. You know, it's definitely something we hear all the time that character is – what you do when no one's watching and and that's definitely a huge piece of, of leadership and when you combine that to the the service aspect which is a huge piece of it as well because if you don't and i've said this a number of times on the show and uh, can never can never remember to look up who said it but if you're if you're a leader with no followers you're just walking and that leadership or the service aspect of leadership is huge and i think what you just said tara about doing what you're supposed to do when no one's watching for the benefit of the team. 
And I think that's a huge piece that, that everyone can put onto the end of their actions as a captain is everything you do, every action you take, every decision you make is for the benefit of the team. It's to reach that common goal that you all have aspired to attain. So I think that's a good definition. And, and, and you guys did all put your unique spin on that, whether you, you think you did or not. Um, and, you know, going towards the end here, what do you think, you know, with that definition of leadership, what do you think some of the biggest responsibilities are of a team captain when it comes down to actions you take on a, on a daily or weekly or, or over a season basis? I think just one of the biggest things is making sure everything's running smoothly, kind of. And just coach does that a majority of the season, but the stuff that coach, like, doesn't see, like, we have to make sure everything is, like, okay and everyone's okay. So I think that's one of the biggest things. I also think that like everyone's responsible for holding everyone accountable, mm-hmm. but I think that us three are definitely a little bit more responsible for holding everyone accountable because we're kind of like coaches, like midway guy for like communicating. Yeah, that's big. The communication piece is honestly one of the biggest responsibilities in, in my eyes as well for, for coaches that don't, give enough responsibility to their captains in that way. I think there's something to be, to be garnered there that you are that in between, you are that liaison between your coach and the rest of your team. And I like the piece about being responsible for everything that everyone else isn't responsible for. So in uh, Sam Walker's book, the captain class, he talks about the captain does his job and everyone else does their job and then the captain takes care of everything else that needs to get taken care of so everyone else can focus on their individual responsibilities it's the most thankless things that a captain needs to be responsible for and making sure everything runs smoothly so uh, in complete agreement with you there Um, and then do you all three have any books that you recommend on a regular basis or you think has had a big impact on on your leadership or or being a captain i mean i've read like multiple just like sports like mental game stuff and i think heads up baseball was probably a really good one and also coach really enjoys and she likes to talk about it a lot and that has a bunch of leadership qualities in it because if you're doing those things you're also leading by example through the mental game And a book that um, my our coach actually gave me um, during the fall um, is the No Complaining Rule. And I've only read a couple of pages, so I haven't really <laughs> dived that deep into it yet, but I'm sure it will be a good leadership book. And over the summer, I read The Champion's Mind, so that just gave you a lot of... Um, Oh, Ellie one. agrees. It's a good one. That's a good one. And that, I mean, that goes through, there's chapters and chapters and they're all mm-hmm. about different things like your mental game, mm-hmm. um, just your outlook on mistakes and what you do good and how you can improve and mental toughness. Um, I think those just like mental books can help you be a good leader as well. Yeah. Awesome. And definitely you got to get your mind right before you can start taking the right actions because the right mindset leads to the right 
thinking thoughts and patterns, which lead to the right actions that lead to the habits and, and end up being your, your character on a daily basis. So three good ones that we'll definitely put in the show notes for heads up baseball, the no complaining rule and the champion's mind. Um, well, I think I, I've taken up enough of your guys' time this evening. I really want to thank you for, for coming on the Captain's Coach podcast and, and sitting down for a great conversation. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you. All right. You guys have a good night. Thank Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach podcast with Luke Poulet. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.